0: And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat not, financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about asset-backed NFTs, and I'm not talking about the type of asset that is a, I don't know, coin you made up or promise for something. I'm talking about something IRL in the real world that your NFT points to you as the owner for. So we'll jump into that in a bit. First, Andrew, what's new? You have anything fun Let's all it? Well, the, there was a little, I did make a little purchase, but I immediately got rid of it. It was, a, it was an asset-back NFT, actually. It was, it, this was a whiskey-back NFT, but I've transferred <laughs> it to, to mostly stable already. So, if, you know, how are you enjoying your asset-back, G, how are you enjoying that whiskey? So new in my wallet. Yeah. I turned, I turned 40 to admit that. And yeah, I got a surprise in my wallet, which was a, a monkey shoulder, which is going to be our affordable project. So I'll just like, let's just head first into that because after, remember we were talking about Blockbar a couple episodes ago and we were digging around saying like, oh my gosh, how interesting, like this is, you know, a whiskey backed NFT, which means this NFT points to a Bottle of high end whiskey that sits on a shelf owned by Block bar secured there. And as far as I know, haven't proven, as far as I know, can be redeemed. And, you know, currently the floor on that is 0.17. And when you got it for me, I believe it was 0.1 ish. So much appreciated. Sorry you didn't get one for yourself. Again, I think the whiskey backed economy is second only to the horse economy. Hey, you know, whiskey has a purpose you know it's already collected it is it's pretty uh, you know, we talked about the idea that you know this allows you to be able to trade that without having to worry about taking care of the physical bottle and then you know that it is legit as far as you know what the the product is i mean it, it made me realize the potential for these asset-backed nfts in a different way than i had been thinking about them previously yeah so i i you know it was hilarious i Actually set it up a- against my actual whiskey collection in, in the like NFT right there. We had tons of jokes about like, you know, how great, you know, you can drink it. Maybe you can show it off. Kind of. It's just like real whiskey. Sure. Yeah, I mean, so if you're looking for a way to make, to let people make fun of your NFT obsession anymore, <laughs> you get this and display it next to real whiskey, right? <laughs> I just think it's going to be hilarious when this thing shoots up to one E. And it will be like you when ETH is like $10,000 having gotten me a $10,000 present. Things that will happen in the future. No, here's, I don't want to spend too long on diving into the asset back because we'll skip over news and forget what we're talking about. The, the other thing here is Monkey Shoulder has Ape 5400 on it. And so it's interesting that there you see this sort of Ape branding on whiskey. So there's like the merging of here's an asset and plus it has this on it. Everything else actually on Blockfire is like, Really, really high end stuff. So, just an interesting play. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get back into some more of these asset back NFT discussions later on. For now, why don't we let uh, me dive into the news a bit? And oh, yeah, maybe I'm saying this. He- first headline is uh, X2Y2 dives into NFT lending. So they're getting into NFT lending. This is another we've talked about X2Y2 recently and how they blocked Blur. They're getting into NFT lending now, and there's a few different a few different places that are or few protocols and apps that are doing. NFT lending, and we're seeing just, we're seeing marketplaces try to offer more features, more services to, to users to try to lure users away from, from other marketplaces. It just feels like it's, it's quite a battle right now. It's fierce getting fiercer. I don't know who wins a race to zero. You know, see that episode, we talked about it. You know, we called that it was going to happen. It's happening. And you know, what's nice is that customers win when companies compete. So this is why it is good that there's not just one Open C Screwing Yeah, it. absolutely. And, and, <laughs> you know, in that vein, we've got, uh, news here that looks rare has actually reduced their fees to zero. So that didn't take long for them to actually go to zero. You know, we said they were trending that way. They, they moved entirely to zero on looks rare. You know, go listen to that episode if, if you haven't already, but, you know, I think we, we went over a lot of the reasons that is going to continue to happen across different de- competitors. Well, what's interesting too is this is going to probably also increase a flippers. Flipping activity is actually a touch more profitable on the margin. So transactions are going to go up. Again, Absolutely. right? If you're playing on tight margins, right, like, hey, I have this like competitive edge by like 2% in the market, like that actually can now be exploited because of those transaction fees dropping. And so I think you're going to see a lot more frequency uh, trading potentially. Yeah, I, I I mean, some of the research I've been looking at and discussing with some people recently, you know, we're finding that those fees are generally reducing the volume, you know, so that you may be better off with a 3% fee. And at that point, is it, you know, better to go even lower? You know, we're definitely finding that there's a big, a big relationship between the, the fees and volume. So it's, yeah, I think you're right. And we will see more flipping happen when you don't have to account for a, you know, whatever. It could be up to 15% when we're talking about different marketplaces and the creator fees. Yeah, which, by the way, increases the burn on Ethereum. Proof of stake drives value of Ethereum up. Long bull. This is not financial advice. <laughs> All right. So we've got OpenSea, the former OpenSea employee, Nathan Chastain, I believe it was, is his name. He was trying to dismiss. To have the motion dismissed for it to be tried as insider trading that was denied. So you, you're just going to have to face those, those, those charges. I think it is interesting as we get more marketplaces and there's more people with potential inside knowledge of what gets featured on a homepage, this This is, this will set some sort of precedent, but at the same time, you know, we have to, what is the end tier is, you know, you kind of figure that some of the people involved in projects will start be, you know, working for projects will also collect them. And I, you know, as we get more and more marketplaces, I think we'll see more of these cases pop up and it's going to be hard to know the the difference all the time. Oh. the other thing here is anyone who's pointing to crypto markets saying like, oh, look at all the shady stuff that happens. Actually, it's all on trackable ledgers. You can look at people that have wallets, not even people. You can look at wallets that early time launches and flips based on information that was not public at the time. That is like permanently set. So actually it is far easier Going forward, I would say, to find insider trading as it happens in the blockchain than like when it happens in fiat, when it happens uh my like, cousins, brothers, whoever's like account, like very, very hard there. Yeah. And the other part of that is that anyone can can look into these things. It's it's not limited oh. to those with the the access to trading, you know, to to so this. Yeah, you that's a have- great point. No, 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 more eyes, more eyes on it. And like, I'll tell you, no one has more motivation than an investor scorned. Like that is spite working on you. You know, Absolutely. screw the SEC. You got spiteful holders who know how to use Dune Analytics and we'll find your shit. They'll find you. All right. We, I think we made a quick reference to, uh, to Mr. Zuckerberg losing maybe a hundred billion dollars or so in the last year. And you know, this is related here, Meta has lost let's see 3.7 billion in q3 this was this was a company that was you know making just reams of cash for a long time you know that's not happening anymore and this is this is zuckerberg warning that this is going to continue for a while as they continue to spend in the metaverse i don't know anybody that really is looking at this as a serious thing in the, the metaverse, the NFT type of space. Where is this money going and what is it doing? This is hopefully not, but probably is an example of the right idea at the wrong time. Yes, there is a future where more people will spend more time in that ecosystem and spend more money and get more used to it. But we're potentially a generation off of people that can actually maintain ongoing attention and not get sick inside of a virtual world. Just like as somebody who has used it and enjoyed it, you have to be normalized, I think, a lot more to it. Also, you know, you have to build up a massive amount of attention and then the marketplace and then that ad engine. But otherwise, it is well, I think that ad engine may be a bigger part of the problem uh, the, mo- yeah, money, a lot of people are talking about uh, you know money go down is a big part of of that i think that there's it, i mean i think there's a few things here that they're really hurting facebook this you know meta you know part of it is just that they're I mean, it's, it's sort of the innovator's dilemma. The the idea that they are so ingrained in what they're doing, they were so good at what they were doing, they're already being used for these other things and to just re, <laughs> kind of repivot or re, yeah, reposition the company as this meta company when it's not that is really difficult. And to expect investors to be okay with losing money for a long time when it had been such a cash cow, it's it's quite the pivot from from what they were. There's also this idea that this is what Web3 was kind of getting away from. And I think there's from a lot of crypto native web, three native people, people that are using it heavily. There's sort of an aversion to, to trusting meta and Facebook here. I'm not saying that they're necessarily the same, but I think that the people that are more inclined to, to use these technologies and use these virtual reality type of things are probably people that are pretty heavily into digital world to digitally communicating on all of these different mediums i think there's a, a strong a crossover and it doesn't see, feel like they're doing much to reach out to that community also would you consider what they're doing with meta actually crypto cuz i wouldn't actually i would you know, that's it, it, it is they to be. he, he tries to say that there. He, he he says that he wants it to be that and i don't see what it is i mean i don't see the the efforts and i think that's part of it is that they I don't know that they, they know exactly what it's supposed to be in the end. Well, they failed with Libra, right? The coin. They tried to move to crypto. They failed there. They're going to, here, here's a glimpse into the future articles that we will talk about and we will say, yay, this is going to happen. Like, if you don't think Mark Zuckerberg is having a team of people study exactly what Elon Musk is doing at Twitter with regard to Web3, like you've not met the guy who's copied absolutely every single thing. That he's Every single thing that he has created. So like spoiler alert, here's what's going to happen. Somehow Facebook's going to integrate Dogecoin just for the joke. They're going to be integrating, you know, the, the same type of URL parsing that Twitter just did. They're going to allow you to like, it is copy paste. They won't even change. It. They'll accidentally say Twitter. Oh, oops. They'll just cross the line and just say meta for it. But I don't believe what they're working on with meta is actually Web3. And that's a problem. All right, we got more Web two coming to Web three, maybe. So there's there's rumors that PayPal may open an NFT marketplace. This is the that recently, right. also warning that they may just take your money from your account for activity that has nothing to do with your 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 PayPal account. So you know, we'll see how that goes. I would say that they would probably face some of the same problems that uh, that we just discussed with Meta. Yeah, I think the ship sailed for PayPal to be a to crypto onboarding mechanism. I think Coinbase beat them, lapped them, and is like waiting at the, the Venmo finish line. I could see some sort of integration with the Venmo product. I could see that. That would be useful too. I wouldn't keep a, I mean, I actually have a balance in Venmo right now. I wouldn't mind being able to do that frankly into, into crypto to, to use that. That's a good point. They have an opportunity all right this one is let's see arc blocks a new project from eric Calderon, also known as snowfro the creator of the squiggle he has got a friendship bracelet project coming out this will be coming out on the two-year anniversary of of our blocks the 27th of november it will be free for any art block holders so you'll get to claim two friendship bracelets it's it's per wallet that holds art blocks pieces. So, you know, I, I wouldn't expect much value, especially in the, in the short term, but definitely a cool piece. If you have one, definitely go do that. So it is time limited in that it has to be done that day. I believe it is that day it's goes live 3 30 PM Eastern on Thursday, October 27. I don't see the, the amount of time that it will be active here, but you know, we'll, we'll mention it in discord when that. Is coming up again. Is that just on hard blocks? Do I I believe so. Yeah. So it's in, let's see, it's in collaboration with another artist, Alexis Andre, who has put out a few, of um, a few curated artists, I believe one curated and one blanking on the term now, playground a project on our blocks in the past. So definitely something to just look out oh, for. Looks like um, the, the opening, th- it changed to November 3rd, according to the site. So that article, I guess, didn't get updated. Open Outer Rhythmic is November 3rd now. Okay. Interesting. I I liked the idea of it being on the... Wait, on the November 3rd? It says it expires January 10th, 2023. Okay. So, oh, this I'm sorry. This was saying Thursday, October 27th. I was thinking November 27th. I was thinking it was on the two-year anniversary. Forget what I just said about all that. It's coming up. (laughs) Maybe still? I don't know. Man, thanks for correcting me there. Yeah, I'll and put that. I'll any, put the. If we like, were, uh, you know, any good at this, we would, we would edit. But you know, we're not. No ready. way, I'm not editing shit. It's <laughs> more real this way. All right, and so this one, so this Aptos this is a new blockchain that's popped up, getting a lot of activity recently. I've seen people mentioning it in different discords. It's it, the headline here is that it's luring Solana NFT traders and creators away. I, you know, I, I can. It's something that I think is. I mean, the idea is definitely out there that there's, you know, with more blockchains, are they're just going to be this rotation of people moving around to different ones, and how strong are these ecosystems? You know, we know that there's an, a strong Ethereum NFT ecosystem. I mean, it's 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 not what it. Obviously, the volume's not what it was at one point, but there's still. It's it's not where you think that every. It's not. an, ecosystem where you think everybody's going to move all of a sudden to, to the new network that pops up. I think it is sort of a concern for some of the younger networks that maybe people are just looking for quick flips, you know, seeing that maybe it'll be very exciting in the early goings and that it won't last. I mean, it's definitely a concern I would have getting into new chains is you know, sort of what is the Lindy effect or, you know, or looking for that Lindy or the lack of a Lindy effect, I should say, you know, you haven't seen how long these will persist. There's there are potential issues and there are, I mean, issues with the the technical issues. And there's also the the issue of people just rotating around. Seen it a lot in crypto. Pretty impressive too, because Aptos, they launched so poorly. They just like launched and crashed like the Death Star and still have managed to, to, start selling the funny thing is like it's no longer aptos is like positioning it's no longer competitors saying they're positioning themselves as ETH killers they're like the killers of the killers right so it's positioning itself as a solana killer and loyalty on solana traders is about you know you know as loyal as the weather yeah a little It turns a bunch of people that are flipping things and not holding for a long time really give two shits but you know be careful here's what i'll say Be careful about running around to any of these chains. All you have to do is spend two seconds of Googling and understand who and what percent owns the underlying assets that you're trading on. And the fact that like, you know, like 30, 40, 50% are owned by some VC that is just going to dump their bags on you. Once you start playing this like game of flipping, you're picking up pennies in front of a steamroller. You're picking up pennies in front of a steamroller by like playing into a new economy that is VC backed. There's going to pump on the front. And then what wait until there's something that's really cool under that penny. You mean like a cheese <laughs> egg of a monkey? Because that's exactly what it's like ripping right now. They have Aptos monkeys. They do. I mean, no one said there was a picture of monkeys. Yeah, t- I take it all back. Go get those pennies. Go get those. Go get those pennies, friends. All right. Why don't we... <laughs> Whoa! Well, our, our list keeps getting longer. Uh, we've got a. We'll get into our topic here. George is adding more to this list of marketplaces that are selling asset backed NFTs. So man, got some to talk about here. Okay, can you explain what an asset backed NFT is, and also the fact that like we're calling it an asset backed NFT, but it may come out with some stupid new acronym. We tried to find how people are talking about it. This seems to be the way. So AB NFT. A. I like it, A, B, NFT. I don't know. So we'll have to, so asset backed NFTs. So yeah, what we're talking about here is these are physical, these are backed by physical goods, things that exist in the real world. My, these are the ones that we're looking at here are generally managed by other companies. They're managed by third parties. So there is a, you know, trusted third party here. It's, you know, somewhat, you know, it's not that the trustless, but it's also something that we've talked about a lot with NFTs. A lot of, you know, most of these NFTs, especially by creators are really only as good as, as the, the creators behind them. You know, in this sense, I mean, in this case, these are backed by the actual asset here. They're managing it, taking care of it. You're allowed to trade it without having to, to take care of that physical good. And you don't have to worry about it potentially being fraudulent at that point, because it never is moving. It's, it's in the same place while you're freely able to trade. You know, we've got a few listed here. We've, we've talked about block bar. They've got, uh, I was looking at it again. Some of the, uh, the bottles that they have on there, there's. I mean, it's some really high-end stuff. 0.75 ETH was the uh, first non, non-monkey Monkey-based. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, non-monkey-based bottle on here, 0.75. Whew, it's a it's a pricey bottle and one that I wouldn't want to necessarily have all around my house, but it does feel better in an NFT to me, at least, to hold something like that. I, I don't own one, but it would feel more approachable to me than to actually own that bottle. So one question for you. So you say, like, you know, one of these bottles, like whatever, black label fill in the blank is worth arguably like, that's like a $500 bot. Like you just know that like, I could go to a store, I could go to a dealer, I could get that. I have paid for this bottle. I'll be, I'll be like more, you know, like interested to say like, what happens when it starts to go up? So Johnny Walker blue label ghost. Okay. 0.72. I mean, I can look it up and say, how much did this actually cost to buy? But what happens to my NFT when Ethereum goes up, but the price of that whiskey doesn't go up? And inversely, what happens when the price of whiskey goes up, but Ethereum doesn't? What do you think? Price of the whiskey going up, I think would be reflected basically in the ETH price. I think that we'll see, you know, so I I think that the the ones that will do best are things that are very limited edition type of products, things that Mm. you want to know where they are. You want to know that they are limited in quantity. You know, there are collectors and collectors that will spend, that will spend because uh, without necessarily, um, I don't know, with an understanding that it is a a silly amount to spend on a luxury type of item. I found that that tends to, to do better than, than things that are very utility utility based, you know, if it's a common bottle that maybe you can go buy at your local liquor store. And even if it is, you know, a a $150 bottle, I don't know that that if it's super common, I think that's going to continue to to be relatively, you know, to be based in, in, in the US dollar value. Now, if you have, you know, I'm not saying that this monkey shoulder with the the ape on it is necessarily one of those, but I think there is something to having some sort of collectability to it, making it some sort of limited edition. I mean, this is already done in, 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 in a lot of assets and certainly in, in, in liquor and wine that you can see that there is some sort of rarity to these, you know, but how we can put these on the blockchain. You can trade these and you can see these a lot more. You know, another place that this is that I'm I'm seeing these come into play is on StockX, a, a site that is popular with, especially popular with shoe collectors, sneaker collectors, they're a lot of these sneakers. I mean, they're sneakers that go for thousands of dollars on here and they do a significant volume. It's not, you have to take physical possession of those sneakers when you trade there. StockX acts as a middleman. They check the good to make sure that it's legit, is in the quality, is in the, the condition that it was said to be in, and then they ship it on now they're starting to offer nfts where they will just hold those hold the asset you can you know hold the hold the sneakers they'll put them in storage they'll have them in their own place and then you can get the nft trade the nft and that's really what a lot of the collectors are essentially doing already they're not actively you know they're not wearing these sneakers they they probably you know like to display them but if you have a whole lot of these i mean it becomes becomes somewhat risky to have a lot of physical goods um that are that are worth a lot in you know in your home or wherever you might be displaying them without you know a lot of security I'm I like the idea of having those in my wallet being able to trade them not having to ship these back and forth you know I I definitely see a lot of use cases in in collectibles like that I'll like summarize this as you can show off what's in your closet. You would never wear that, you know, Air Jordan, Serica drop, whatever shoes out to whatever. But now on social, you could literally show that like, yeah, according to the reputable thing that everyone acknowledges like the Christie's of ownership of these shoes that I have those. And if I want, I could wear them. Right. If I wanted to, I could. You think that like like, he's not going to end up doing some of that. Is right there. And so the asset-backed NFTs, like the value is so logical. It is so painfully clear to me that, like, oh my gosh, yeah, I've got an amazing collection of stuff that I'd never ever showed anybody because what if somebody stepped on my shoe? What if, you know, this or that happened? What if my Monet got damaged because of water damage in my house? I can now show it off and prove because. That's what you love and trading you can trade these too oh, and by the way, you can verify and trade these i mean yeah. there's a lot <sighs> stop it asset backed yeah. nfts maybe one of the most logical use it's almost too logical to cover because you're like, why well, would uh, you do it i think one of the big one of my uh, one of the, i mean one of my my big mi- misunderstandings and one of the common ideas i think is that you know p- having it tied to a physical good can be problematic in this. you have to handle the good, how do you verify that the, that that is the actual piece? But you know, there is a, if you're using a trusted third party, I think it's, it makes a lot of sense, um, that you, you know, that you can freely trade these with the asset, I mean, with the NFT, prove ownership, see. I mean, see what's going on in with other collectors, traders, activity. You know, that's co- uh, across other collectors. I mean, I, I I like this so much more than the idea of holding something that I really don't know what's going on as far as other sales are. You know, it's it's great. I'm sorry to rehash this, but I want to go back to this Johnny Walker because I'm I'm such a nerd. I went in and did it. Look. Johnny Walker Blue Label Ghost Rare, blah blah blah. It. I've found the exact one that's on Blockbar and it's $549 to buy from this like reservebar.com. So for, you know, 550 bucks, I can buy it. It is being listed at 0.75. Not saying it's selling, but like it is being listed at 0.75 ETH for the lowest price on Blockbar. That's because ETH has just gone on a bit of a run. But what, like, like, wait, there's arbitrage somewhere. There's me being confused about things. Like it seems like if ETH is down, this is like a, a very interesting play when the dollar is stronger and you can just like look up, I mean, the market will be, you know, finding that arbitrage maybe, but there's something there. Oh, like, what am I, what am I getting hung up on? Well, I don't know that you can, yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly which, what the bottles are. I imagine that there's only certain ones that can be actually treated by these NFTs. So right now, I imagine a lot of people that just want to hold them despite the price, but you wouldn't think that if you could sell, get some of the real bottles, but then you got, you got that problem. You, you know, what's going to end up happening? You're going to drink, you're going to drink your profits. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and suddenly you turned into an eclectic whiskey holder and be like, no, this is the logical thing. I have to drink this at this moment. I will say like the limited edition. It makes sense. Like it has to be a brand. Well, it has to have some sort of funny, like NFT connect maybe. And also it's like, that asset although there is something just kind of the problem is if eth goes on a run and you're holding up a bottle that's like not worth it anymore you should sell that bottle and buy the bottle so you know there's there's questions that arise i put another one in here the the roofstock and proppy.com so roofstock we talked about the house that was bought as an nft the house that you could you know literally say was like completely transferred it's on the blockchain now and boom you know there is, there is a house. So real estate is an option now. So I, I don't think that is. I think that is more of like, oh, cool. Look at that happening rather than something that's more commonly going to be adopted near term, like sports memorabilia. You know, I don't. I, yeah, near term, I agree. I, I do actually see this gaining traction. I, I. Yeah, real estate transactions are, there's a ton of friction. Proppy is property is only doing NFT transactions. Whereas Roostock's introducing it. I do see, I see this gaining traction. I don't, at the, at the same time, it's not gonna make huge, huge inroads just because the real estate industry is so strong and slow to, to change to anything. So I think it would, it'll take time for this to, uh, yeah. to, to, to catch on in any meaningful way. Don't hold your breath. I threw this in for fun. Fans, F-A-N-Z dot com, fans dot com. Basically, this is like, it's like the Wagner United, right? Where like, oh, buying this mm-hmm. NFT allows a fan control over this part of the sports team. But if you're talking about real world asset backed, you know, the Green Bay Packers famously owned by the fans, but somehow not. It's like almost like the fans basically donate a bunch of money to the Green Bay Packers, get a sheet of paper, but then like a smile, but still get to buy. You don't even it's get an right. NFT. Jeez. (laughs) Exactly. So I think you can tighten that up a bit more. And one of the groups that seem like they're trying that is fans. What is this, Stock X? Did you? That's the one I was just talking about with the sneakers, yeah. Yeah. Sneakers, that's pretty cool. And then, you know, the question I had. Rally Road. Yeah, Rally Rally Road. That's an interesting one. They should go that way. It makes no sense. Rally Road is basically a Web2 trying to do Web3 ownership. And someone's going to eat their lunch if they don't figure it out, because basically you have like assets that are associated with uh, collectibles, like the first Batman comic. And you can like own a part, like a portion of that by shares in this thing. But you can only trade on within certain windows when they open up trading. So it's on a centralized database that they can control, remove and... You know, yeah. Right the box. I mean, so part of this is that they are trying to yeah, I still don't see the problem. I mean, what they I know they will sell they'll sell the asset as well. You know, they're looking to make a profit, but I think that would still I don't see why that would prevent, you know, you still own the the NFT, then you just get a payout by having the NFT. It still makes the NFT tradable. It's just a it just represents a share of, of ownership. So but it I, does make no, it confusing enough. though, if you don't have the right to sell. I if I get I actually kind of begin to understand there's a way to do this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a way where you you know you get governance, right? Is <laughs> so that the way they all <laughs> tries to get around these things? You can you can vote with your one out of five thousand shares. Yeah, would you consider a Vinco asset backed NFT? Yeah, Like yeah yeah it is, and I hope that it's more because it seems like they're saying that 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 you get the wine for free with the NFT. So I think that's that's. That's sort of hinting that there's, it's not just a redeem, a redemption for the wine. Yeah. But that is still certainly a huge part of it or a huge part of the value at this point. So it's hard to, hard to separate those completely. Yeah. There's um, a little bit of a hybrid there. And then I have a, I have a big thought for you. All right. So coming back to the gift you got me, which is very generous. Thank you. Hypothetically. And in another world, you could have also essentially gotten me a gift certificate to go buy whiskey. Here is a gift certificate to go buy alcohol.com. Here is, you know, $100, $150 to go buy. Hey, thank you for that gift card. Thank you for that promise that I can exchange fiat for an asset. Now, I don't see how that Asset backed NFT is once we get into like gift giving, once we get into normalization of wallets, I don't see why all of that doesn't move to NFTs. And by the way, maybe gift cards are like a byproduct in your mind. But in 2022, roughly 845 billion with a B will be spent on gift cards in the gift card economy. You mean things that can be redeemed for physical items? Pieces of paper (laughs) with a connection to a Web2 database codes emailed to you can be redeemed. Follow me for physical assets. And Hmm. by the way, that shit expires randomly and terribly oftenly. And companies just get to keep a bunch of it. So... I try. If you try uh, to sell these online, you're going to lose probably fifteen percent on transaction fees, yeah. mm-hmm. and also the markdown on you know that sort of transition. Hilarious! So this was my big thought. Like this is the global gift card market and where it should be going. And in terms of like buying gifts and things like that, like it's perfect. I'm not going to lose it. I know where it is. It's good. It's it's you know what's fun and reward it's good for. now. Like I, you know what I wouldn't have? What I wouldn't have on my wall is that one hundred and fifty dollar gift certificate to go get whiskey like i wouldn't have that on my wall I'd be like oh look this could be like whatever i want look what i have like i'm not doing that i get paid twice i get that gift twice in the sense that like i can show off that i could go get it but also i can, I can all a little screwed up I can go sell your gift which by the way hey. it's closed i'm gonna sell that shit if it gets to an eve and i'm gonna buy you a physical monkey shoulder like the this shoulder of an actual monkey like a primate. Oh, okay i like this plan less <laughs> all right we'll go with the whiskey like that's a big thought that is exactly what's going to happen how is this not a gift card i like it i it's it's a really good point you know it's it's i mean i I sort of mentioned how reward points you know it, it is these things that are already in existence people are already trading in these digital goods and they don't necessarily even realize it and it's the nft ownership layer that's going to just add so much for for users. I mean, when you think about how gift cards are really popular with, I mean, they're really popular with with people just that are big gift buyers. And that's a, I definitely picture that as a much different person than the typical NFT collector. But you realize that those people are already comfortable with this. They're already doing it. They just don't quite realize that it's basically the same as NFTs, but NFTs are give you that that ownership that you don't really get with with these digital goods or digital cards. Yeah, and then the slippage involved. I have a fun fun one for you. Maybe you know it. How much would you say that Starbucks has, and I've looked this number up, in current sitting gift cards. Gift cards that have not been redeemed. Wow. What amount of money would you say is there? Play at home, by the way, listener. Oh man. Let's see. It's got to be some absurd number. Should I I should I say I'll go with a billion. Spiked it. Sitting on a billion in gift cards. Starbucks in 2021 projected roughly three billion would be spent on holiday gift cards in 2021. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's a, a whole economy just sitting there waiting to be like waiting to be Web3. Now, whether oh, or not a company would want to do that because right, does it help them to make those tradable? No. We, yeah, right. I mean, here's I, the that's case for no, slow The case for yes, is that suddenly it becomes something that people can be like, that's a coffee backed asset. Interesting. <laughs> it is. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm trying to think. So, I mean, I've thought about, you know, it, it's going to take, obviously someone's going to do these things and it's going to, you know, it, someone's got to figure out the, the right model, but the, it feels like the risk of not doing it, ignoring this is going to be similar to, you know, to ignoring know. the to like an internet, being like, oh, yeah, yeah ignoring bad. the internet. Like, like, oh, yeah. I like, you, know, you know, solution. Oh, people are going to stream movies. And, I, you know, like, <laughs> it's don't... all happening. You know, like, it's, it it may take a little bit. Longer, you still have but... your Blockbuster card? Oh, man. I should have saved my. I should have saved one, Joe. Yeah. I, you know, I lived near Blockbuster for for a couple of years, and then they were gone. It... But I, I think, uh, yeah, asset-backed NFTs, again, my confusion still stands. I think I have to like think about it more about the, the arbitrage opportunity or the confusion around when, I, when it would make sense to like be focusing on the asset-backed. Just out of the box, do a search and see if, <laughs> what it would cost to buy it in fiat. Before you do any asset-backed thing, be like, could I just buy the straight-up asset? And then just acknowledge what the markup is. But then you could win two ways with that asset-backed piece where Either the asset itself, let's just say whiskey becomes more rare, more coveted, which actually, if you look at the historical price of whiskey, it does perform quite well. And by the way, if, you know, your, you know, Ethereum or the core asset that you bought in goes up, so it, it it's interesting, right? I don't see it. It won't go to zero because at the end, you still have a bottle of whiskey. You still have a cup of coffee. You still have a hopefully redeemable whatever it is. It's an interesting play. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we'll see a lot more pop up. Yeah, there's, there's just a lot of potential here. And I, I think it's, it's we're really we're just scratching the surface of what, what can be done. Well, it's fun stuff. I think we can leave it there. If you find more asset-backed nonsense that we can get into, I think you know where my interests lie. Feel free, if you're willing, if you want to test what it's like to give me a bottle of whiskey, you know where to find me. If you just want to see what that experience is like, and I will mention you on the podcast. Oh, boy. That's all it's all it me. is. Leave a rating if you feel like it and check out the, the show notes. We put a lot of stuff in there. All right.